what's up y'all we here finally doing this welcome to the real table i'm your host michael carter and it's a blessing and it's an honor to be here just to be doing this uh yeah i've been dreaming this up for so long and it's so great that i'm finally carving out the time to create a podcast and to create a space to talk and to discuss movies and throughout these episodes i'll have a bunch of people on um sometimes it'll just be two people sometimes it'll be three and sometimes like today it'll just be me um and i'm gonna talk about the latest movies i mean the latest news in movies um and what's going on what the box office looks like what to see what not to see what are people saying all that jazz and you know i'm just blessed to be able to do this and yeah i'm excited this is so cool it's weird though it's weird I was expecting to have somebody on for this first episode, um, but it didn't work out that way. And I thought, you know what, let me just go ahead and just just dive into it and do it and just see what happens, because um, that's what it's all about. Um, but for those of you that don't know me, my name is Michael, um, and I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a creator. I'm a creative. I do videos and I do photography and I work at a church. And so I do video and photography full time. And then outside of church, I also do photography as well. I have my own little business going. And so that's always fun. So I'm a creative. And as you already know, that's that's where the movies, the love for movies come from. I love uh, the idea of creating something and to creating a product to be, you know, whatever that person envisions. You know, that's the whole point of storytelling in movies is you create something that you envision and, you know, you put it out there for the world to see. Um, and that's one of the coolest things about being a creative. It could be nerve wracking, right? But it's so cool once you get to go in into all the intricacies and all the whole building, building that whole creative side and building that product of what you're trying to create. And then you put it out and it's just so awesome and it's cool. So I love being a creative and that's where my my love for movies come from. Um, I did want to be um, like a director and a filmmaker at one point. And that just didn't feel, just didn't feel right. I think one day I still would love to write a movie and maybe even um, shop a script around and do something like that. Um, But Hollywood is toxic, y'all. Like, I don't know if you notice, but Hollywood is toxic. The things that you hear, um, the things that people do, the cover-ups, like you got to be in the know first off to even have the chance and the opportunity to make it. You have to be in the know. You have to have the right connections. And that's not saying that, you know, for those of for those out there that are still pursuing that dream, like that's not saying that, you know, that's 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 reason to give up and to not do it. But once you really like think about it and you sit with it, you're like, you know, is it really worth it to be in that elitist group, right? I think it's a blessing for some of those people, they'll say that it is a blessing for them to be among those that have the opportunities, that have the ability to create those stories. But at the end of the day, it's like, man, is it really worth it? I can create all that stuff right here, right? Nowadays, I can just take out my iPhone and I can create a video in like seconds, right? And then I can put it into a computer and then I can edit, you know, obviously, the resources and the money, all that stuff is a lot different when you know the right people. Um, but nowadays, the access to creating stuff is so much easier. But 
yeah, at that at some point, I'm just like, you know what? It's not even worth it. Um, but you know, who says you know what's wrong with chasing dreams and chasing those things, even when you know they might not happen? So we'll see what life, how life goes, and where that takes me. But that's who I am, and and this podcast again, talk about film. We're gonna talk about movies. Sometimes we're gonna talk about throwbacks. We'll have throwbacks, throwback movies, some of the best and classic movies on here. And we'll have a bunch of different people on um, just talking about, you know, each film that we're going to talk about and what it means to them, what it means to their life, what perspective they have about it, what this scene says, what this scene means. Right. Because movies have so many layers. There's some movies that just are just layered, 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 layered with things like Across the Spider-Verse. If you've seen that movie, it you know, came out like three weeks ago. That movie is layered with different things and the filmmakers um, between the first movie into the Spider-Verse and the second, th- there's a, there's a clear goal. Like they clearly understand where they're going with the character, where they're going with the story and, and where to take that character and where to take that story. And you can tell that the dialogue has been happening because they think about these little things. Right. And then when the movie releases and you see all the audience sit and they're like, wait a second, this this line recalls back to the first movie, or this theme, this uh, this musical theme is is a call back to the first movie, right? And so it's all these things that that make that make it so huge and that make it so immersive and that makes it amazing just to see like how thoughtful these filmmakers and these storytellers really are. So it's so cool just to witness that. But that those are the type of things that we're going to talk about and the type of things we're going to dive in into on this podcast. Um, but I want to talk about the Flash today. Um, it's it's a it's a new DC superhero movie, and I want to talk a little bit about it. I saw it last weekend. I went out to the drive-in with some friends, and we saw it last weekend. Um, and I'm gonna keep it real honest with y'all. I did not care for the Flash at all. I did not care for the Flash, and to be honest, it sucks because. The Flash is one of those characters where if you've, you know, if you grew up with the cartoon, you know, watching like the Justice League cartoons or even like reading some of the comics, the Flash is a really, really cool character, right? He has this, you know, yes, he's all he has is super speed, but his super speed is, I mean, hence the name superhero, super powerful, right? Like he, he can go back in time, right? The way he uses his speed makes him a really, really cool character. And he has some really cool storylines too. Um, But this movie was just, it was just very, very flat. It was very, very flat. And it's kind of sad because we've been mating on the Flash, a Flash movie for so long. The movie has been, been in what we call, what they call development hell. It's like where a movie just gets stuck in pre-production, right? It just gets stuck and it gets stuck. And so we've had directors uh, come into the movie, leave the movie, come into the movie, leave the movie uh, before the movie begins filming. So the Flash has been in that development hell for so long. And now that it's finally here, the moment doesn't seem epic enough. It doesn't. To casual, uh, casual moviegoers, casual moviegoers, or I should say to the general audience, the Flash the buildup to a flash movie doesn't mean anything. And so when I say general audience, I mean, you know, moviegoers, average moviegoers who don't care 
about the ins and outs of of, of a certain movie of a of a, of the politics of of the whole Hollywood, you know, it's the, it's, it's, it's literally the, the audience as a whole, right? So when I say general audience, I mean just move just moviegoers who don't care about the comic books, right? Who don't care. They just want a solid story. They're just here to see a good movie, right? And so we've been waiting for this Flash movie for so long and it just comes up so freaking short. And, and honestly, I won't even say it comes up short. I just think Overall, they completely missed the mark, right? They completely missed the mark on what this movie should be. And I don't even know if they're even aware what this movie could have been. Um, and so a lot of this stuff, you know, a lot of my opinions on the movie uh, go way beyond just, oh, I didn't think the movie's good. I'm also not a fan of Ezra Miller. If you've been keeping up and if you're not, if you haven't been keeping up, Ezra Miller has been involved in a lot of legal trouble, a lot of legal trouble. Uh, assault accusations, um, all that stuff was happening last year. He was arrested a few times. It's like that type of stuff was building up before the movie even came out. And there was a lot of questions of, okay, is Warner Brothers even going to release this movie, right? Are they even going to release The Flash? Because their star, who, by the way, Ezra Miller is not even a big actor. You know, he's been in, what, the Fantastic Beast movies, um, he was in the Justice League movie. He was in Perks of Being a Wallflower, right? He's not a well-known actor. He's not an A-list actor. He's not Matt Damon. He's not Tom Cruise. He's not putting people in seats, right? He's he's just not. He's he doesn't. He's not that actor. He's not that guy, right? So when you think about it, you're like, okay, are they even going to release this movie? Like, what's the point of it, right? Well, the movie costs two hundred million. Y'all, the budget is $200 million. And by the point where Ezra was doing all this funny business, acting a fool, like the movie had already been made. And they were just putting the final touches on the, on the uh, visual effects. And so we're at this point now where it's like, okay, probably should shelve it. But then there's that other side where you're like, you're thinking about all those other people that work really, really hard on the movie. And now what? You just shove the movie after they've worked so hard because this one guy was just the, again, just a nuthead. Hmm. So they release it. They're gearing up. We're like, we're going to keep releasing. They're going to keep releasing it. And one of the big reasons that they stuck by that was because the word was that the flash was a hit. It tested well and it's winner, right? That's the word on the street. And so $200 million budget, right? Movie's already done. Can't reshoot any any of the stuff with all this Ezra stuff. Can't reshoot the movie. So you have to just stick to it, right? You have to stick to it. And so they stuck to it. And ladies and gentlemen, it did not pay off. <laughs> it did not pay off, right? The movie was projected to make like 70 mil domestic and like 155 mil worldwide, which is, I mean, to the to the average person, it's like, oh my God, that's a lot of money. And it's like, Yes, but but when you consider that the the it's two hundred million budget, two hundred million dollar budget, right? Like it needs to be hauling hauling big loads of cash opening week, right? And it made one thirty eight worldwide. It made one hundred thirty eight million worldwide, but. When you look at it domestically, it only made 64. So it's projected 70, 
and it came down to 64. The 64 is what it actually made. It actually only made 64 mil, which is below the expectation, right? And now it's like, okay, well, you know, the question is, okay, maybe they can make it up in later weeks, but that's the, that, that's where we get, that's where there's a bigger issue, right? Because sure, maybe it can have those legs to make it up, to make it up in the later weeks. But the problem is, okay, if people aren't seeing it the first weekend, y'all, what makes you think people are going to see it um, in weeks ahead? The only thing that's keeping it alive is the word of mouth. And let's be honest, the word of mouth isn't huge on this movie. Like, like, it's not getting bomb reviews, but it's not getting great reviews. And let's be honest, if you know about DC superhero movies, so I'm talking like the Supermans, the Batmans, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, right? The Shazams, Black Adam, like that kind of, those are the movies. Those are like DC movies, right? Suicide Squad, right? Marvel's Iron Man, Captain America, Spider-Man, all that stuff. That's a whole nother area. The Avengers, that's a whole nother, whole nother thing. But you're talking about these movies, Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman, Aquaman, you know, Shazam, Nala Flash, all these movies. Nobody really cares about these movies, right? Nobody doesn't give a crap about the DC heroes. I can't tell you the amount of people that I've talked to about these movies and they're like, I really don't care about these movies. And they don't care, not because they don't know enough about the heroes to care, but the movie isn't good. The product hasn't been good, right? And so when the product isn't good, this is what you get. You get tired moviegoers who don't care enough to go see a movie, even when there's a Michael Keaton as Batman in it, right? Even if Ben Affleck is back as Batman. But even then, you know, having Ben Affleck as Batman in it isn't that doesn't that doesn't stir enough stir enough excitement for moviegoers. Nobody cares, right? And so this movie has become become a complete hot mess. Um and it's, I won't, I won't even say it's sad. I'm kind of personally, I'm glad. I love DC and I love their heroes. I love Batman. He's my favorite superhero. Um, but I'm kind of, I'm just done with all these movies and how they inter interlap or interwork with each other. Um, Marvel just does it better right now. And even, even on Marvel's worst day, which has been some of their films recently has been not the greatest. Guardians 3 was really good. Besides Guardians, besides like the Spider-Man, um, No Way Home, those movies, Marvel's kind of missed them, missed the mark recently. And even on their worst day, I'd still say, you know, give me a Marvel movie and I'll throw that on, you know? I get give me the worst Marvel movie and I'm throwing that on over watching The Flash or Black Adam, right? People just don't care anymore. And so that's up with the Flash right now. It's like it's not making the money in the box office um this week. Throughout this week, it's a 60% drop-off, which is, again, it's it, that's bad, right? It's not making the money right now, which means it 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 could potentially bomb here soon. And and with all that stuff going on with Ezra Miller, right? And I don't and I don't think if that was the only thing alone, I don't think that would keep people from seeing the movie. If that was the only thing, if that was the only factor. I'm not sure if that would keep people from seeing the movie because I don't think a lot of people actually know about the Ezra stuff unless you're online and you're on the apps, right? You know about that stuff, but sometimes you don't. So I think you mix that in with people who don't want to support Ezra Miller, with people who are done with this, with this, with these DC movies, 
right? And you put the word of mouth in there too, where overall it's just very mid, a very, very mid movie. Nobody cares. Nobody really cares, right? And so for the people that have seen it um, and you like it, hey, man, I think that's awesome that you loved it, but I could care less. Probably wouldn't see it again. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the Flash, and it's it's a hot mess. And so now we're at this weird moment with DC movies is that they brought in a new a new guy to take over for DC for DC's movies. And his name is James Gunn. That name might be a little familiar, might not. But James Gunn did all the Guardians movies. He did all the Guardians movies. And he did the newest Suicide Squad too. But he did all the Guardians movies. And so he is the new head. Him and um, I think it's Peter Safran. There's another guy. There's two people there, both heads of DC. But James is, I mean, he's, I mean, I would say he's the guy because he's, He's the filmmaker. He knows. He has the vision, right? So he's the guy that is leading the new DC films. And so now he's come into this mess. He didn't even have a lot to do with The Flash, right? The Flash was already made before he got hired into this role. So now he comes into this, and he, he's got no choice. If the, top, if the top of Warner Brothers say, hey, we're releasing this movie, he's got to go with it. He's got to roll with the punches. And so right now he's rolling with the punches, um, but I'm curious to see what he does with this new universe. Um, I'm curious to see how this movie and how the movie has performed affects everything going forward. Because in August, you got Blue Beetle, which is another DC character that a lot of the general audience does not know about. So you have that movie, which, I mean, the trailer came out and the trailer looks great. And then in December, you have another Aquaman. But in reality, all the all those movies, well, Besides Blue Beetle, the Aquaman won't matter. Like, it's coming out as his own movie now because they're shutting everything down. They're changing up the whole universe. They're starting over, basically. And so it doesn't matter in the end game, right? And that's also probably part of the reason why some of the people didn't go see The Flash, right? You think about those fans that love these superhero movies but don't care enough because they found out when James Gunn comes in that they're starting fresh, so these movies that have already been made and already been in development, okay, we're going to release them, get what we can for them, and then we're just going to move on, right? And so James Gunn is in an interesting position. I'm curious to see what happens now. Um, I'm hoping Blue Beetle does super duper well. It looks great. It looks great for the Latino community. He's, it's a Latino, a Latino hero. It looks awesome. It looks fun. If you need to go watch the trailer, go watch the trailer. It's on YouTube. Um, it looks fun. But I'm hoping that that movie, especially for the Latino community, I'm hoping that movie just performs well. If it doesn't, then that's just like, again, it's just like another misfire, right? Another misfire. And I think the last thing Warner Brothers need, Warner Brothers needs is a misfire. It needs, it, it needs to be done with the misfires. It needs to have a hit. It needs to have something to bring in some money. And not confident in Blue Beetle doing that. I'm not. Part of me hopes they delay the movie um, so it could just make sense for audiences. So you know, oh, this is something new. And not only is something new, but it's a part of DC trying to do their own thing again. They're trying to create their own universe again. And this time, fingers crossed, they're doing it the right way. I think they will do it the right way. James Gunn is is, is a great guy. And he's a great, 
visionary. You know, the Guardians movies are some of my favorite movies. So I think I have confidence in him. I do have confidence to be smart and to be wise when making these movies. Um, but we'll see what happens with that, y'all. We'll see what happens with that. Um, we'll see what happens with that. Um, but yeah, looking forward. June has been a June has been a great month for actually I don't I don't I don't know if I want to say great. It's been an interesting month for movies. I think a lot of people thought before heading into June that June was going to be just just this strong month for movies, and it and it ends up being kind of a dud. Like across the Spider Verse is like the I think it's the only winner of the month, really, like the only big winner of the month. Transformers started off strong, then it dropped off, and then the Flash comes in. Oh, and then you have Elemental which is a Disney Pixar movie, the new Disney Pixar movie about elements, um, which, by the way, saw that last weekend too, and it's very good. Very, very good. I I was really surprised. I was one of the people that thought when I first saw the trailer, I said, this doesn't look very good. This looks very weak um, Like when, in terms of plot. It just looks very weak. But Elemental is heartwarming. It has it has a lot of, lot of cool layers to it, right? I won't I won't dive into it too much, but like it has some cool sayings when it when it when it's talking about like um immigration or racial stuff and how they go about that and how they use that in the movie. It's pretty good. Um I, I admit it after I went to see it with my girlfriend and I, I kept telling her after we saw the trailer, I was like, I'm not looking forward to this movie at all. I was like, I don't think it's gonna be very good. Um and then we went to see it and then afterwards I was like Hey man, I was wrong. This was actually pretty good. Like it was a good movie, right? And what's funny enough, it opened the same weekend as The Flash. Um, it opened last weekend, and and it it did worse. I think it's Pixar's worst opening. I think it only opened with twenty mil. I think. Don't quote me on that. Uh, it opened very very weak. Pixar's worst opening ever, but. The reception of the movie is what is what could keep it alive, right? It might end up bombing, but I think if the word of mouth, like right now, like I'm telling you, go go check out that movie. That's a movie that I would say go check it out. And if you don't feel confident in it, then wait to Disney Plus. It'll be on there. But I think it's it's a movie where um, the word of mouth will definitely help it. And the criticism of it is the critics. Um, the, the criticism, um, the reaction, the response to the movie is super duper good, actually. It's like, oh, this is actually a delightful movie. Go see this instead of The Flash. Like, if you need something to go see, if you want to take your t- kids to go see something, Elemental is the movie, and I agree. I think it's a, I think it's a, a solid Pixar movie um, where Pixar lately hasn't had any hits. Um, it, it, it's been struggling a lot lately. I think um, even on Pixar's worst day, this is my thing, even on Pixar's worst day, they put out a solid movie. Like, I'll debate that with anybody. On their worst day, they'll put out a solid movie. Unless your car's too... <laughs> unless your car's too... Or I maybe the good dinosaur put a, the good dinosaur in that same boat. Unless you're those two movies. Pixar really hasn't missed. I thought Lightyear was solid, right? Luca was pretty good. I feel like I've seen, I've seen that movie, I think, twice, and it aged pretty well. Turning Red, I thought that movie was awesome. I thought the movie was awesome upon my first watch. 
Soul, I thought that movie was pretty good too, right? So I'm like, these are the movies that have struggled because of COVID, right? They've struggled because the audiences want to wait for Disney Plus to watch these movies. But I think Pixar has had solid movies, 100%. Uh, so Elemental, is it's it's really good. You got to go check that out. Um, if you need something, go see. If you want to wait, that's okay to wait too. The, mo- the only movie I say you should not wait for, and I'm finding more and more people haven't seen this movie, is Across the Spider-Verse. You probably hear me talk about that all the time on here. Across the Spider-Verse is the best movie of the year for me. It is the best movie of the year for me. Probably the best anime movie I've ever seen, technically and just story-wise. It's the best. And if you haven't seen Into the Spider-Verse, come on now. Come on now. Order that on pay-per-view or whatever. (laughs) Pay-per-view. Order that on your streaming service, Amazon it, whatever. Apple, whatever. Go see Into the Spider-Verse. Then go see Across the Spider-Verse. It's the movie of the year. Phenomenal story. Hands down. Might be one of the best Spider-Man movies out there. Probably the best Spider-Man movie. There's an argument for it. There 100% is an argument for it. And just because it's an animated movie, folks. Just because it's an animated movie. Doesn't make it less than what it is. I'm telling you. I've talked to so many people and they're like, oh, I haven't seen it because it's an animated movie. That's your issue. Right? That's a, that's honestly, that's a society thing. We think animated movies are just made for kids. Animated movies are made for everybody. Right? Think about Shrek, which one of the greatest movies of all time. Sorry, not sorry. It's one of the greatest movies of all time. But in Shrek, all of them actually, I think. There's always little adult humor in Shrek, right? And you see that in a lot of animated movies, right? So animated movies are just not for kids, you know, right? It's just not supposed to look pretty for kids. There's a, there's a clear story behind animated movies. Now, I think it's fine to be selective on which ones are actually good, like with anything, with any movie, because there's some animated movies where you're like, okay, the story doesn't hit. This is clearly for kids, right? Um, the Super Mario movie, the Super Mario Bros. movie, it works. The, the reason the movie works is because it's nostalgic for the adults. And it's great for the kids because the kids have grown up. They know Mario. They're still playing Super Mario Kart or Mario Kart. They're playing Super Mario Bros. They're playing Mario Party. They're playing with these characters still. Mario's still relevant. And the nostalgia hits for the adults whether you still play Mario or you still play your Switch or not, you're still pl- you still remember playing those Mario games, right? So nostalgia is why Super Mario Bros. hit. Now, if it was just a random character, like if Super Mario Bros. was just this new idea, it wouldn't work, right? The movie wouldn't be good. And that's one of those movies where I, I could see, you know, somebody going, well, I don't think this movie, this animated movie is amazing, but it works because it's nostalgic. It applies to the adults. It applies to the kids that also still play with Mario, right? So don't don't second guess or second look on animated movies. Watch animated movies, guys. Be aware. You don't have to watch every single one, but there are some animated movies that are just great. And Across the Spider-Verse is one of them. It's a phenomenal movie. I'm telling you, I'm, I swear. One of the best movies I've ever seen, technically. Right, technically, it's one of the best anime movies I'm speaking on. The character development of Miles, right? Miles juggling being Spider Man, and I think the best part about the movie—I'm not going to spoil it. I'm just going to say, go see it, go see it. But 
my favorite part is watching Miles grow. Like in the first movie, Miles is still trying to be, he's still trying to figure it out. And he has some people to help him, but he's still trying to figure it out. But in this one, he, he he's standing firm in the fact that I'm Spider-Man, bro. Like I'm Spider-Man and ain't nobody can change that. Ain't nobody can tell me I'm not. I'm Spider-Man. I didn't ask to be Spider-Man, but I'm Spider-Man. And this is, this is just who I am. And I'm a crave, not crave. I'm a carve out. <laughs> I'm a carve out my own path and my own legacy. And that's what Across the Spider-Verse is about. And it's so good, y'all. I promise you. I promise you. I, I've, the people that I recommend go see it, they come back to me and say, dude, that movie was phenomenal. I'm like, dude, it's the best movie of the year. Probably the best Spider-Man movie ever, right? All right. Enough about Across the Spider-Verse. Look, we're going to wrap it up right here. I got a little bit of time left. We're going to wrap it up. But let's look at the, let's look at July. June is almost over. I think the only movie coming out in June that, I'm a little excited for, but I'm still on the fence is Indiana Jones, Dial of Destiny that comes out really, really soon. Let me see. I think June 30th is when it comes out. I think it's June 30th. Yes, it's June 30th. Comes out June 30th. That's the last big movie of June, I believe. That's the last big movie of June. And it's, it looks, it looks great, you know? So what Disney did with this one is they released it at a film festival called uh, Cons. I think I'm saying it right. Cons. And so they released it at the film festival. And it kind of backfired. I think what they wanted to do, Warner Brothers did this too. But they played themselves because guess what's happening right now? Look at the box office, look at the response. Anyways, um, Indiana Jones, they released it at cons it's a big film festival they premiered it at cons and what happened was the reviews weren't great it came out pretty flat people weren't feeling it and so now there's a little weirdness in the air there's a mysteriousness in the air on how that affect people going to the movies to see it I think Indiana, I think this movie is going to be successful because it's Harrison Ford's last run at the character. I think it's going to be successful. I don't think criticism is going to be something that keeps people away. I think people are looking for, yes, it's an IP. It's a character that we all are aware of, that we all know. Um, and it's a part of a franchise, yes, but something to get away from that superhero, superhero-ness, right? Indiana Jones is kind of, it feels a lot more fresher than going to see The Flash, right? A little more, a little bit more fresher than going to see uh, maybe Transformers, which Transformers was a, it was a solid movie. Um, but I think people want to see Harrison Ford one more, la one last time as Indiana Jones. So I think you could get, you can get some people up in those, uh, you can get people in the seats for those movies, for that movie, excuse me, that movie specifically. I think a lot of people are going to show up. Um, the movie's going to be fun. It looks fun. I think the, the flat criticism so far, they were hoping to get a Top Gun, a Top Gun um, effect. So Top Gun opened last year at CinemaCon in the summer. I think it actually in the summer, or was it like May or something like that? 
I think it was May, it opened up. And it opened up to smashing reviews. And people are like, oh, this movie is so awesome. It was great. And the rest is history. Top Gun was one of the best movies of last year, and it proved to be right. I think Disney wanted that same effect with Indiana Jones, and it didn't pay off. And so now it's like, okay, will it? Will it be popular? Like, will people come and see this movie? Excuse me. And I think people will. Harrison Ford's last run as Indiana Jones, like, people are going to see it. It doesn't have much competition right now besides Across the Spider-Verse, which generally most people have seen already. If you haven't seen it, that's on you. Go see Across the Spider-Verse. Again, one more plug. Go see Across the Spider-Verse. Um, but, yeah, I think Indiana Jones is going to do well. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a great movie. Um, July. I think July is going to be a little fun. July is going to be a little fun. There's some, there's some, there's some big dogs in July that people are excited about, and one of them has to do with um, the the one of the best selling girl toys to ever exist, and that's Barbie. The Barbie movie. I don't know if you've seen it or heard about the rave, about the trailer, about the excitement. People are excited about it. Greta Gerwig is a as a fine female director. She's really, really, really good director. Let me just say that. I shouldn't say she's fine. She's a good director. Greta Gerwig is awesome. Um, and, and people love her and they love her movies. And you got Margaret Robbie, Ryan Gosling, Will Ferrell, Issa Rae, uh, Michael Sarah, America Ferreira. I mean, you've got a lineup, y'all. Like, there's a lot of people in this movie. I, I highly doubt a lot of these people have big roles, but they're in this movie. Um, and I think this movie is it's what the all excitement It's what the buzz about. It might be the biggest movie in July. I'd be curious to see that. Um, but Barbie, opus up uh, against Oppenheimer, which is a new Christopher Nolan movie um, about the atomic bomb um, during World War II. And that that movie also has a stack cast. Cillian Murphy, Emily Blunt, Matt Damon, Robert Downey Jr., Florence Pugh. I mean, I mean it's, it's a stack cast, too. So... These two movies are opening up a head to head. Um, and it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch to see who wins. I think Barbie's one hundred percent gonna win. Barbie um Barbie uh applies more to everybody. It it's it, it has a it has a bigger what's the word? It attracts it attracts more people. There's a word for it, I can't get it right now. But Barbie uh Barbie can, uh, uh, you know, it's attracted to more, it would attract more people than Oppenheimer, which is um, a non-fiction um, movie about the atomic bomb. I don't think a lot of people are interested in the history, history, historical films like that. But Christopher Nolan is a fine director, right? Inception, Interstellar, uh, The Dark Knight. You know, Batman Begins, The Dark Knight Returns, or The Dark Knight Rises, excuse me. Christopher Nolan is a great director. It's gonna, I think it's, I think it's gonna be a hit in its own way, but I think a majority of the people are gonna run to Barbie, right? And then you have Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part One. Mission Impossible is the best action series out here. I, I won't debate that. It's the best action series out here. It's better than John Wick to me. It's better than John Wick, and John Wick is crazy john wick is great but mission impossible is on another level tom cruise really devotes his heart 
into making these movies the most entertaining movies and most action-packed movies um, on the planet with a solid story, right? Like Mission Impossible isn't just action, action, action set pieces. That's fan. That's um, that's fantastic. Not fantastic. That's Fast and Furious. Excuse me, right? Mission Impossible is it's it's different from when you watch it from the first movie and you watch it all the way up into um fallout which is the which is the latest movie up into fallout it's incredible to see how 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 the franchise just shifts and it changes into something that's really really cool to watch so july is gonna be fun and i'm excited i've already got reached out to a few people to come on and talk about the movie uh about these movies next month and it's gonna be great i'm so excited to talk about those movies and honestly y'all i'm gonna pull a double feature probably that weekend the weekend Barbie and Oppenheimer come out. That's gotta be. I think it's the weekend of the, the weekend of the ninth. I think so. I think I'm gonna pull a double feature that weekend. Anyways, I'll update next week with. <laughs> I'll update next week with the real, with the real uh, dates. But yeah. Barbie, Oppenheimer, and the Mission Impossible July is going to be packed. Indiana Jones, it's going to be great. It's going to be a fun movie. I think, any, if anything, you're going to get some fun action sequences. And, you know, Harrison Ford's last run as Indiana Jones, it's going to be fun. All right, I think that's it for now. You know, this is this was fun. This is great just to sit here and talk with y'all. Um, I'm going to be back soon. I have a special guest coming up next week. It's going to be awesome on the next episode. And we're going to talk a little bit about Indiana Jones, what we're looking forward to seeing. Um, and then we'll talk more about maybe the rest of the year. We're going to see what the rest of the year looks like. It's a lot of great movies coming out. There's a lot of anticipated movies coming out. Um, Dune 2, Dune Part 2 is coming out in, in later on this year. The Color, the Color Purple, the musical is coming out. Like the end of the year is going to hit. Disney has a big animated movie there's a trailer online but i've been hearing that it's 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 gonna be uh it's gonna be a hit right it's one of these disney movies that's gonna be a hit the animation style is great i believe it's 100 years of disney right i think i think it's 100 years so they're going all out for this movie and the movie's called wish and it stars ariana debose as the 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 main character and i think chris pine is the is the antagonist. I think Chris Pine is the antagonist. I think so. But Wish, it's called Wish. You can see the trailer online online right now. Gives you a little a little look at the movie, but I, they're saying that this movie is going to be a hit. Um, so there's a lot to talk about. There will always be a lot to discuss. Always something in the news happening. And we're going to keep you all up to date. I'm going to do my best to keep you all up to date. I'm not good at this all the time. So... I appreciate y'all. Y'all take it easy. This has been The Real Table with your boy, Michael Carter, and I'll see y'all next time. Thank y'all again for joining me today on The Real Table. Make sure you follow and share this podcast with anybody that loves movies or somebody that wants to just know more about the movie culture. Thank you so much once again. You can also follow me on Instagram at The Real Table Pod. You can follow me on Twitter at The Real Table. Once again, thank you all so much. I'll see you all soon.